Welcome to WT's Headspace. I'm Dr. Scott Fetch, head of school at Winchester Thurston in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Headspace will be an opportunity for me to share stories of the incredibly transformational things happening here at our dear old WT. Whether you're already a member of our school community or just curious about us, I hope that you learn something new, get inspired, and find ways to connect with us. I'm here with two upper school students today, Jana and Nora, and for this first episode, we're flipping the script. They're going to interview me. So before you begin with your list of questions, tell me a little bit about you. Hi, my name is Nora. Um, I'm in 11th grade. My favorite thing about WT is probably just the closeness of the community. I think the size of it really allows everyone to know each other and allows the students to have close relationships with teachers as well. I've been a WT student since freshman year, and my future plans are to attend college and maybe go into the medical field. Hi, I'm Jonna. I'm also in 11th grade. And I think my favorite thing about WT is probably the freedom that we have. We have a lot of ability to just be ourselves and our teachers really trust us to get our work done and to and they give us the opportunity and the liberty to really be ourselves. I've been at Winchester since I was in kindergarten and my future plans, I also plan to attend college and I hope to major in biology and chemistry. So what were your main goals and priorities when you first started as the head of school and how have they evolved over the past five years? Well, that's a great question. So much has happened um, since I arrived, uh, not the least of which is having to run the school during the COVID-19 pandemic. But my first and, and most important goal when I first arrived in 2018 really was about getting to know the school community, listening to students, listening to faculty, listening to other ad administrators, to parents, alums, and our trustees, because they all had a much deeper understanding about what the school was and uh, what its potential was. and taking that first year to get to know the school and to create my own WT story was really important to me. And what came out of that through a lot of collaborative work was that we created our strategic design, which really then has guided our work since then uh, to reimagine learning, to rethink time and space, to support our employees and to strengthen our community. Each of those ended up being a really great roadmap to navigate uh, the COVID-19 pandemic. Reimagine learning and rethink time and space. We had to do every single day when we were having to social distance and we were having to uh, be on Zoom and, and do things in new ways that we weren't necessarily prepared for. Um, and so really the communal thinking that occurred during the strategic planning process is what's guided the work ever since. So much of what I try to do as the head of school is really to listen to those who are closest to the work, our students and our faculty, who really are the reason that we're here. And that's really what has driven it um, over time. Okay, so you just talked a little bit about your first years here at WT. So can you share a specific accomplishment or project from your early days or years as head of school that you're particularly proud of? And how did it positively impact the school community? Well, there's, there's probably two things that I would want to talk about. The first one um, really is that the relationships I prioritized from the very beginning of, of getting to know faculty, getting to know students, their parents, our trustees, I think allowed for us to be su so successful in that 2020-2021 school year um, when we had to do things completely different because of COVID-19. And so 
really putting the structures in place prior to needing them is something that I'm very, very proud of. And the fact that we had our students on campus, uh, we continued to find new and creative ways to be, uh, to be community. And I'm grateful to be on this side of it. But what's interesting to me in the idea of the need for more space in the upper school, I think was, was really, really important because I'm grateful that we have such high demand for the upper school. And yet there were times when I would walk through the upper school and there wasn't a free classroom space and students were sort of sprawled out on the floor way in the hallway because there was nowhere to gather. There was nowhere to, to hang out with friends. There was nowhere to do any sort of private study. And so when the idea of using the space two blocks away, which was an antique store and an architect's office and, and some other storefronts, um, to be able to acquire that building and to renovate it into something that added to our upper school space in a very new and very creative way in keeping with rethinking time and space and reimagining learning in our strategic design. And to see that then all come to fruition this summer, I have been so mired in the details of that as we were developing that property and as it was getting renovated. And I saw it a week before students got back when it was really fully operational. Everything was, was done. And I was very, very excited as I saw teachers starting to move in. But it wasn't until the first day of school when I saw you guys there that I can't underestimate it enough. It like made my heart sing because it was doing everything that I had hoped it would do. And more importantly, it was an idea that didn't come from me. It was an idea from faculty who were saying, we need more space and we need flexible space because we just don't know what we want to do. And we want to be able to have spaces that adapt to how teaching and learning will continue to evolve over time. And they came to me at the end of the first week and they said, you know, Scott, we thought you were crazy when you first gave us this idea. But now that we've been here, we get it. And we really felt heard because the things that we were asking for, easy access to electricity, access to the, the 3D printers in easy ways and better ventilation and more gathering spaces and more uh, collaboration spaces, more presentation spaces, all of that came to life with the Davis Center. Um, the feedback I've gotten from students um, that it feels very collegiate, it feels very grown up that I leave and we have extra long passing periods now. I think y'all could still get through in five minutes. Probably. Um, yeah. But you don't walk with the same purpose I walk. And so <laughs> I get that. So to have that little extra sort of breathing room in that, I think has just added so much. And I think the natural light, the things we were able to do around sustainability, the better uh, and the improved ventilation that we've been able to provide, we certainly learned that through the pandemic that we need better air circulation the sort of wide hallways, all of that really enhances the community in new ways and then offered relief to the upper school building. So it changes the dynamic in there a little bit, but at the same time, people were crawling all over each other to sort of get to a chair or get to a seat. So those two things really are the, the places where I'm so excited about what we've been able to accomplish. Yeah, I could say for me, definitely the Davis Center's quickly become like a central part of the WT space and it's been nice to have like extra like Dr. Fetch said extra spaces to just gather and complete work it's been really nice yeah 
So what are some challenges that you faced during your time at Winchester and how did you overcome them? And if you could provide an example of a difficult situation and some of the strategies that you used to address it. So I don't want to focus too much more on the pandemic because um, I, I think it's sort of the obvious example. But, you know, what have been some of the other challenges? Um, you know, I think we are constantly faced with the outside forces in the world that impact the work that we do. When we think about, um, for example, the Tree of Life um, massacre that happened uh, in my first year um, and how that deeply impacted the members of our community. Um, when I think about the the murder of George Floyd and how that deeply impacted the members of our community. And I can go on and on. There's lots of examples of how um, those outside things over which I have no control impact what we do every single day. And I think the thing that I always come back to is relationships. So it's bringing people together to have conversations it's building those relationships at a moment that you're not in a crisis or in a challenge. You've built them so that when you are in that, there can be credibility, there can be trust, there can be comfort found in one another. And, you know, you both sort of captured this in your opening, what do you love about WT? And, and much of it is the community. It's the people who are here. It's the, the students that choose to be here the parents and, and guardians that, that choose to send their children here, the faculty who choose to teach here, all of those people come to form this community, and that's what makes the difference. And so it doesn't really matter what the challenge is. In the end, it's always going to come back to relationships, and relationships are hard, and it's something we can't take for granted, and we have to continue to work at every single day. So how do I do that? You know, for students, often... My job can feel very removed from students, but it is why I go to games, why I go to concerts, why I go to plays, why I do those things so that I'm visible and I get to see the accomplishments of our students um, when I can, popping in and out of classrooms. Um, right now, you know, building relationships with our newest employees, each one is invited to spend a half an hour with me, just sharing what their initial impressions of WT are. Are they getting the support they need? Um, what else could we be doing? And so all of those pieces are really important. You know, going to a game or going to a concert also gives me opportunities and informal ways to have conversations with parents, um, to hear how they're doing, find out what they're struggling with, you know, hear what maybe they need me to work on and be focused on. Um, so it really is at the core of a challenge of a crisis it is leaning on those relationships to help us get through. So in what ways have you fostered a positive and inclusive school culture since you took on the role? And can you share some initiatives or programs that have contributed to creating a sense of belonging among students, staff, and parents? So there's uh, a few things that come to mind. I'm going to start with faculty and staff and administrators. Um, a couple of years ago, post-pandemic, I decided to create what has now become the head of school roundtable. And often my conversations, my meetings are held with um what we call the heads council, which is our small senior leadership team. And I don't always get to hear from faculty and staff individually unless I'm scheduling meetings with them uh, or they're scheduling meetings with me to talk about something. And so I created this group called Head of School Roundtable. And it, we created it with a group of volunteer employees to be a sounding board for me and to be a place where 
if they had questions, if employees had questions for me, um, they had concerns that they felt didn't get to me, that we could address those all in that moment. So when the school is going through something difficult, for example, they're a good group for me to say, so how are you feeling about how we just dealt with that? What feedback do you, do you have for me? What else would you like to know that I feel I can share with you um, without revealing confidentiality? And it's become a really good group of really open and honest conversation. And I think when people throughout the organization who work here feel they have a direct connection to me as the head of school, I think there's, they feel more buy-in, they feel more ownership, they feel they have voice agency. You know, similar to students, when, when teachers are asking you, how do you want to demonstrate your learning? I think about so many of the things that that happen in our, our, you know, what I'll call our most advanced cities, our campus classes, urban research and design, altruistic design. You have a, a student, you have a lot of choice and voice on what that's going They give you the design principles, they give you the, the basic content, but then you get to take that and, and, and run with it. Um, when it comes to parents, we have a group called the Parent Advisory Council. Um, and this is made up of the parents of the divisional reps that are assigned to each division. So there are two parent reps for lower school, two middle, two upper school that meet with those division directors monthly. And then we have a, a whole slew of others who are representing different um, groups like athletics and fine arts and um, past presidents of the group. And we meet monthly. And again, it's a, it's a place for me to share things that are coming up in the school and ideas we're, we're testing. Um, but then also for you know, here's sort of the conversation that's happening in the stands at the basketball game. You know, the, the, the concerns about, oh, like the food service change. There are good things about the food service change and there are not so good things about the food service change. Um, and so people are able to give me feedback. Again, I think when, when I facilitate these opportunities for people to come and talk to me very freely and they have a place to do that, then I think it makes a difference in terms of building that community. You know, when it comes to students, again, I think from my standpoint, it's trying to support the division directors, the associate division directors, in the case of the upper school, the dean of students, the DE&I director, who want to create new programs and new opportunities. It's allocating the resources to them to be able to do that. So if it's expanding a retreat program, expanding DE&I programming, doing some new things with athletics or the fine arts, that's where it all really makes a difference. Um, the other is that when we have been hiring over the last few years, we've been hiring senior level administrators, we invite upper school students to be a part of that process um, because we know that these roles are really important to them and they should have a voice because how I think about what I wanted an upper school division director, for example, is different than how upper schoolers think about it. And so it's really bringing people together to have some voice and agency in the work we do. And I hope ultimately that's what helps to build that sense of community. Awesome. So earlier you talked a little bit about some of your past projects that you've done at Winchester, but what are some of your visions and goals for the school in the next five years? And do you have any upcoming projects or changes that the school community can look forward to? Um, why don't we start there? We are in the final design process for an expanded dining room and kitchen. We know that we need that space. There's just not enough space. When this building opened, when Malloy Pazer Hall opened in the 60s, it opened for about 320 students. Today, we're at 600, sorry, 
yeah, 678 or 680. So it's just inadequate for the space. The equipment is out of date. Um, and so that work needs to be done. We have some renovations in the middle school that need to happen uh, to build a, a better identity in the middle school, to have uh, a learning common similar to what the Dorrance Library does for us in the, in the upper school. Um, and all those projects are slated to be completed in the summer of 26. So it's not that far away. The two of you won't see those, but... When we come back to visit, we'll take a look. There yeah. you go. <laughs> you know, when I think about the longer-term vision of the school, I think that there are a lot of opportunities for us that we just haven't explored yet. I would love for us to find opportunities to uh, include connections with more connections with Pittsburgh Public Schools. I would love for us to have more connections with the university, with the tech community that's here, with the medical community that's here. When I think about internships or fellowships, so that those who want to go into medicine at some point, is there a way for us to partner with UPMC and, and Pitt School of Medicine? to give you access to unique programming that would help you decide whether or not you actually want to do this. When I think about the city as our campus experiences that you have at, at sort of our most advanced level, I think a, a great deal about, is there something you can do in urban research and design that would also place you in the office of, of urban planning of the city of Pittsburgh? That you might do that for a part of a day once a week, and you might sacrifice some time here on campus, but you're, you're gaining really valuable hands-on experience doing that. And so I think there's a lot of opportunities for us to do that. We just haven't gotten there yet. When I think about our younger students, I really would love to see us have longer-term uh, travel experiences for them. I think it would be important for, you know, they, they do Lutherland in, in the fifth grade, they do the camping, right? All of that is really great, but I think there's more opportunities to do that for them. And then I really think that there, we, we should be doing more work around service. Um, we, have, we are so lucky to be here, and we need to be able to find ways to give that back to the community. Uh, thank you both for, for spending a little bit of time with me after school, uh, especially as we, as we embark on this the, the first time. To those of you listening, as we continue the journey together, I invite you to stay tuned for future episodes of WT's Headspace where I believe you will find inspiration and stories of innovation, transformation, and our guiding credo. Think also of the comfort and the rights of others, shared directly from our teachers, administrators, students, trustees, and partners. Thank you for joining us, and until next time, this is Dr. Scott Fetch, signing off. <laughs>